My name is Thomas Proffitt. I'm a filmmaker based outside Philadelphia, PA, and I'm looking to create a life for myself writing and directing films. On this podcast, I give my take on things as well as interview friends, filmmakers, and interesting folks about just about anything. You can find the full podcast catalog at ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two F's and two T's. You can also find clips from my episodes there as well as my films. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Tom Profit Take. Okay, so we're back. Um, Tom Profit Take 9. Hold on, say, let me put the okay. back on. So, yeah, I think um, what makes a great film, I think, is is a large part of what makes a great story and what makes a great story. I'll let you fix your, yeah, yeah, fix your hair. Yeah. Um, the long hair curse. <laughs> um, it's it's like uh i think you touched on a bit of theme you know it's it's there's a so in order to be able to write something that's actually good like we talk about yeah it's not enough to just identify the things because you have to actually teach yourself how to write something that does those things Mm -hmm. while sounding natural and while you know being something that's actually good on the ground you know and I, I I I make the anal I'll make the analogy. It's like, um, I've I've heard like Gary V talk about clouds and dirt mm-hmm. um, before. Clouds, you know, you want to have your head in clouds. Sometimes, you know, you want to have a bird's eye view of the bigger picture of things, you know, uh, with your business, and then you want to do be in the dirt, right? You know, probably probably twenty percent of the time clouds, and then eighty percent dirt or fifty. I, no, I I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the percent ratio is, but like you want to be in the clouds sometime, you know, enough because you don't want to be in the dirt all the time because then you don't see the bird's eye view of the bigger picture. Right, right, you don't right, see yeah. the, the forest for the trees. Yeah. But then you have to do the groundwork. You have to do the dirty work. You have to get in there. And so um, for script writing, though, I would ta- I would use that, the analogy of clouds and dirt in a kind of different way. Maybe not. Um, or maybe maybe, maybe it, it's very similar. The clouds are theme character mm-hmm. um it's it's story it's story points you know where's what 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 are the archetypical or archetypal uh story points or what you know what's the journey or, or all these different elements that make right. for a bigger picture film yeah uh, i've found you want to find something a system that works for you or a structure or a structure for the film you're doing right right and i feel like great movie great filmmakers they 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 often create their own structures for movies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for for that movie or for all their movies. But right. we, but it's not a system. It's not the three act system that other people use. Right, right. It's three some, or five. But they act have a system. structure. Yeah, yeah. They have a structure there. It's something, and it's what we find pleasing. Right. One of my favorite music albums of all time is 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 Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. There's a structure to that that album. Mm-hmm. Each song is like some elemental thing, right? Money, time, um, uh, and and, and colors, and 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 the album cover is is a white light going and then becoming all the different shades of color, mm-hmm. right? And it's like each track in that album is a different element, a different color. It's like they shone shone a light through something, and it it became the album, right, right, right. And it's like, and and it's just it's it's all these different elements it's, and it each track has this emotional element tied to that but and and it's like that's there's no three-act structure in that album mm-hmm. but there's a structure 
And I think my musician, fr- a musician friend who was trying to tell me, like, I didn't need structure in my movies. Yeah, I do. You do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what he suffered from right. as a musician. He would be a greater musician if he actually had structure mm-hmm. in his music. He doesn't. He's more right. of like, I, you know, I just like feeling, you know, feeling just it out. And feeling out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You're doing the dirt. You're doing the groundwork. Right. You're in the dirt, but you're not in the clouds. I mean, you're, well, technically in real life, he's in the clouds, yeah, but yeah. he's not, he's not doing like, like you have to make, you have to make the connection between clouds and dirt. You know, I think, um, sorry, I'm talking shit about people. Um, <laughs> it's, um, but it's like you have in, in filmmaking story is clouds and you have you want to have a simple system for structure for structuring things that is effective right that you can yeah. master i i my my old my classic one for me was save the cat um by blake snyder okay um and it was like a 12 beat thing that mm. you know you could easily wrap your mind around the entire story right right and if you ma- you could master these 12 pieces or whatever they were, however many there were, and you could, the more you did it, the better you got at it. Mm-hmm. And and it was a weird system where like it, it it made this the the movie you made from it. It was very formula, a bit formulaic. Yeah, but you could use it in clever ways, like I did for feeding the fire. I right. used his system for feeding the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody know. Well, not many people know. It's but it's because it, it's so subtly used. But mm-hmm. it's it still provided a structure. Mm-hmm. Now, recently, I've come across a book called The Nutshell Technique by Jill Chamberlain that Kevin Colley recommended me because okay. I read his his animated film script. Yeah. I fucking loved it. <laughs> and I was like, dude, have you been writing for 10 years? And he's like, no, two. Not two. <laughs> Not even two. And I was like, oh, how long did it take you to write this script? Oh, one month. <laughs> what book did you read? Like, or what, how yeah, did you yeah. figure how out did you how to figure do this? That out? Yeah. And, uh, and he told me this book and I, I, I ordered it immediately, like one day shipping, read the fucking thing in two days. Yeah, cover to cover. Dude, it, technically probably one day, actually. I have no idea. Um, read it all. And uh, honestly, I probably didn't even need to read the whole thing. All you need to read is the rule, like the, is, right. is, the, yeah. is, is the seven or eight like line, rules for a story. She broke. She she broke. She created something that was even better, more effective than that. Save the cat thing, from tw- for it was there was twelve things, and she put put it down to like seven or eight. Wow, it was like seven elements, and it's so it, it's something that actually it 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 works for a lot of things. Um, but in, and and I you know I recommend people go read the book if you're interested, but because uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it here, but um because I don't know if I have I have enough uh, brain faculty yet <laughs> to do that. I can I could do it later maybe, but. But it's basically I'm like I have to go read that book. Oh, I'll, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have another copy. I need mine. <laughs> but um, I'll show it to you after this, yeah. if I can remember. But basically, it's like it, it simplifies it so that you can spend more time in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also I find the simpler the structuring technique, yeah. The as long as it's effective, the better stories result. Right, right. So twelve. So that say the reason I say the save the cat thing worked was. It simplified it beyond this whole three act structure thing that didn't. It was so arbitrary and all this shit. Mm. But hers are like concrete rules that actually can result in a lot of movies, like The Godfather and all right, these different right, things, yeah. uh, so, or supposedly. And but I'm using it for I'm using it for this this that project I've been working on for a long time that I finally feel like I'm. It's getting. It's gonna be like a ser- mini series or some right, limited series. Yeah. Basically, I. It's going to be just 12 characters, 
12 main characters and each one throughout the entire length of it somewhere along the line have their own story mm-hmm. with the character arc and everything yeah. and a character change right right all right. 12 of them and then within each part there's 12 parts or 12 episodes if i'm doing it as a if i do it as, as, a, a, as, a, a, as a as a trilogy or a or two film th- part thing kind of like kill bill mm-hmm. um or or if i do it a limited series it's there's 12 chapters yeah each chapter covers a bit of of that main pl- storyline but we delve into a of a, a, a subplot, a, a backstory for each character for each, for character. each episode, and each each chapter is going to be called, or each episode is going to be called the name of the character that it's about. Interesting. Um, and, and then and then they come together at the end. Something. It, like it basically each backstory del is is related in some way to to the bigger story. Mm-hmm. Their their to their character arc in the bigger story. Mm-hmm. It just relates to it. Right. And uh, I think if, I mean, depending on the feedback I get from the outline when it's finished, I still haven't finished the outline. I've been working on it since mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, a, it's, it's, it's a gradual a process. Monster. I can't think <laughs> of things all the time, but yeah, like I'm, I'm hopefully I'm going to, I'm trying to make it work. And then based on that, we'll, uh, we'll be able to, um, then I'll be able to start figuring out the writing process mm-hmm. and. And yeah, but but the writing process is, you know, so so the outlining process is a very clouds process. But I've learned how to master that where by uh by you know the metaphorical have a box fill it with index cards, yeah, which I learned from David yep, Lynch. Yep. You you want to figure out a movie, fill a box with index cards. Now mm-hmm. I would actually just have like a document like on my iPad or iP- uh, iPhone something or a computer mm. that i i type my notes in and then so then i can just copy paste and move shit around yeah yeah um and and have backups saved or printed out every so often um but basically um you over time build up ideas mm-hmm. as long as you're writing them down when you write them down you're making them real in your brain right you're right. basically telling yourself this is a good idea and you're you're examining it every time you write something down mm-hmm. you yeah. read it over and you're like oh okay um and basically uh that's the clouds process and i've learned how to master that from david lynch you know from from filling an index box of in the, the metaphorical box with right, index uh, cards yeah. of scene ideas and when you have 80 ideas 80 index cards in that box you have a movie because mm-hmm. it's 80 scenes is a movie or yeah. i usually fill it with more because my index cards usually um revise old ones right their improvements and it makes it for a better yeah. movie and i end up with like 200 or 300 index cards <laughs> God. can you make go, going through them it's probably fun <laughs> oh yeah no i i read something like okay well no i i yeah i basically then i well, for for my world war ii film i did that mm. with the index cards thing May or may not do it again, but uh, I like that process. I, it's for the, a good process. I think it's a good process. I basically did. I mean, but uh, I would. I do the the writing on a device, right? The right. same way the same I would way. do that. But I recommend that to anybody who's trying to figure out how to like flesh out ideas, flesh out mm. a script. If you're intimidated by the length, you should be. You should be. because your brain doesn't have. I don't. I mean, unless you're like uh, what's his name uh, Werner Herzog, who likes to write. Or, or 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 the guy who did uh um uh uh something something a dream um what was it Aaron Aronofsky mm. um a requiem for a dream, a for a dream. he he 
that him and Werner Herzog like like to write. Or I know Werner Herzog likes to write a, just a, a first draft and that's it. And he'll do it very quickly, like right, a few right, days right. Yeah. or a week or something or yeah. weeks. Um, but just straight through and mm-hmm. not revise it. I don't yeah. like that. I feel like the real writing happens when you revise you something. Revise but something. Yeah. the reason why he does that is because to him it's more there's more clarity and 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 uh and uh, urgency to it right, to the writing right, right. and he also like reads like uh icelandic poetry beforehand so he can get into that headspace right yeah strange guy it's but a, you know it works for well, him hey everybody has their ways of you know getting into that and everything because like me for example i wrote uh i wrote some stuff and well actually the first thing i wrote uh, was a play. It was when I first came here in the United States. I was like 16. Right? Mm-hmm. So I was like six, 15, 16. And as I said, I didn't know much English, so I still knew a lot of Russian. And well, I still know Russian, but yeah. <laughs> disclaimer, I am still can speak Russian <laughs> and read and everything, <laughs> a proficient. Uh, a little bit of Spanish. But um, yeah, so I, for one evening, I sat down at my desk. I came home from school and I had this idea in my head of writing this 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 script. It's a theater play. And I read a lot of Pushkin. Um, I love Pushkin as one of my favorite authors. Uh, and I read a lot of his literature and plays and all that stuff. And for some reason, I had this, I had that story on my mind. I was just like, I gotta, something going on here. I gotta write. So I sat down, kid you not, I took the uh, whatever it was like 250 page notebook. I opened it up, took a pen, start writing. Mm-hmm. I was writing for about four hours. I didn't come out of my room till about 10 o'clock at night. I locked myself at like four o'clock, came back at 10. I had a over 200 page play Jeez. <laughs> written in Russian from start to finish in one sitting. Wow. With everything, with the acts, acts broke down the acts, broke down the characters, wow. broke down Jeez. everything, 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 everything. Damn. And I, 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 let, I was just like, I put it away at the time. I mean, I'm still, it's still away. I, I let like some people read it uh, in my family, and they were like, "Wow, this is like really, really awesome piece." And um, my, my thought, I will translate it. I gotta start l- working on translation and then actually like revising some things. Yeah. But at the we don't time, have to talk about what it's about. No, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like it's a love story. It's a love story. It's set in the 18th century. Uh, but it's it's a good stuff. Yeah. It's it's a good stuff. Sounds interesting. Yeah, and uh, and it can be turned into a film as well. I'm thinking about either translating oh, right. it in theater and then maybe making making translating into a, a motion picture. But talking about you sitting down and writing through the whole process, I mean, sometimes that happens. To me, it happened. Because it's, it's, it's like out of nowhere, I had this inspiration and it just like hit me. And at the time, Russian was my go, you know, go to language, and and I just wrote everything in Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know looking back, I I reread it a few times, and I knew as a writer, I was just like, ah, I should change this. I make this more yeah, clear. Yeah, that's the, that's the I process make this. of writing. Dude. It's a process of writing. Yeah, but that's the revisiting now. Revisions is mm-hmm. what you were just talking about. Then the revision process writing is, is revising. Writing is revising exactly. So yeah. that's what the revising part is, where you make your piece become something more. Yeah. Because you have your initial first draft, and then you create something else. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Aaron Aronofsky would say, like, like his process was kind of similar to Werner Herzog, mm-hmm. but he does revise things, I think. Um, but he would write everything is in forty eight hours. 
He would write the entire script for like Black Swan in 48 hours. hours. But he would kind of come into it prepared. Yeah. And then he, but he would, his goal would be to have a finished script in 48 hours and it would be garbage, like mm. dog shit. Yeah. Like, have, but, I mean, but yeah. he'd have a finished script and he'd have something to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think there's some truth though. If you come up with the entire story, start to finish. Yeah. In, um, very quickly. That's why when I do a first draft of a script, I don't write, like, I write more of like, it's like, it's more of like a very, it's like an outline. Yeah. I like, but I like to do like in my legitimate writing process, I might have the outline written somewhere, but I write it again, but in my writing process so mm. that something else can come out of it. Right. Like, right, like yeah. this, uh, this, this, uh, this, this bigger, bigger series that I'm going to work on. It's like, I plan to spend an hour writing the entire story start to finish right. as much as of it as I can, but I have to get it done within that time within frame. The time frame, yeah. And I will, but it's going to be very simple. It's going to be very brief. Mm -hmm. I'll have written more detail, more details written about it somewhere else, but some different details are going to slip through. And also, but more importantly, the feeling, the flow of it. Yeah. If I don't do the first draft of the entire thing right just 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 to feel it i won't pick up on the bigger picture of of how the flow works yeah i can see that that yeah. only comes from doing it very quickly once through right so that's why i'm going to do the entire thing once through just very simple it's honestly going to be a few pages but that few pages is going to be the bedrock for how i do the entire thing now before i get to those pages I'll have pitched every episode, the the entire storyline, all mm -hmm. the point, all the story points are going to be completed, right? For each episode and for the entire story for each character, everything is going to be thought out, right? Right. When right. I get to that first draft, the, 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 it's like I'm going to be, it's for me to reread later and determine, okay, yeah, this, yeah, I see what's going on here. This is interesting. This kind of gives me some ideas, you know. Uh, I'm going to reread it. It's going to give me ideas. That's really what I'm doing it for. Right. And just the feel of it and, and feel what it's like. Um, but it's going to be very brief. Um, and it's not going to have everything in it. I'm going to try to put as much into it as possible. But it's going to be on. It's honestly going to feel like a summary because I'm going to have to go through it so quickly. Go through it quickly, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, then, then it comes to rewriting um, and revising. And, and what I do with revising and whatnot I reread what I have completely before mm -hmm. I even rewrite anything. Right. Um, and I save that version. Like I'll save, like I'll, if I'm writing in Google Docs, I'll, I'll save like a copy of it in, in, in a Microsoft copy. I'll right. usually do that at the end of each writing session too, just in case. But I also copy and paste it into like a, a, a document called Scraps from that project. Mm -hmm. So I can go back while I'm writing, make sure that I have it all. And, right. you know, if I have to go back to something, if I revise it, but I reread it copy it all over or what I wrote, what I, whatever I wrote last writing session, last day's writing session, <clears throat> move it over to my scraps right, document yeah. for the, the project. And then I go and I start going from beginning to down, like for, for like start to finish, like of what I need to rewrite. Yeah. Um, and then as I kind of keep doing that, re doing revisions, revisions, it's going to take like several days, weeks mm. and then, yeah. but things start to solidify. I start to realize I, I've stopped changing this. If it, if I get to a, if I have an entire scene written 
and I haven't changed it in a writing session and it feels, I feel confident with it. I put a, a like a heading thing that, that shows up in the document outline. Yeah. The, like the date of when I started the writing session past that scene so that I don't rewrite that scene because I know it's good. I don't have to reread. Okay. I don't have to waste time rereading a scene <clears> that I know is good. Yeah. But I'll get feedback on that later. And usually mm. usually uh, I try to get feedback on things where I feel like I've reached that point where I, I haven't been changing it after yeah, a writing session because yeah. then I know it's pretty solid. I'm sometimes like like this recently, I probably will have to do get something that's a bit more rough mm. re revised, like revised or read by somebody just so I can get an idea of where we're going with the story for this thing I'm working on. Mm -hmm. But uh, I could probably show that to you sometime. But yeah. it's um, but basically, uh, yeah, the, the writing process is very gradual. But what I was going to say earlier about clouds and dirt, mm -hmm. the dirt process, the cloud process is figuring out the story, figuring out a story that works, characters that work, yeah. a relevance to it, a per, something, a, per, a personal connection to the story. Yeah. All, to those all those bigger elements that you ask yourself as a writer, and you should be asking yourself mm -hmm. when you start out, like, what, 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 what is it about movies that I love? Right. Ask yourself that. I started doing that on a mission, like an af after a, a a trip from from Ocean City, Maryland, mm. um, and my family. I thought you were about to say a mission to no. uh, Africa or something. No. I was like, whoa! No, with my family, we're coming back home. <laughs> and, we go, uh, and I was in the car, just in a deep state of thought, trying to think of like yeah. a, of a of a like. I started realizing, thinking. I started actually asking myself, what makes for a great movie or a great thing? Because I wanted to. I was at at the time. I was trying to make films out of. I wasn't making films, but I was making videos or machinimas mm -hmm. using halo or something oh, i was trying to do it within halo using a capture card right, or something right, right. uh because you know that seemed like something i could do some really cool stuff with at the yeah. time i was I, that came from it was first animation and it went to that but then after that i got into filmmaking at video and video production in high school but at that time though I was I was trying to find somebody to write things for me because i didn't know really i didn't like i didn't have the patience to write mm -hmm. but then i was like fuck this i'm just gonna do it myself because nobody else wants to fucking do it i yeah. gotta figure it. but i never finished anything then but it was like it, you know i i it got me asking the questions like mm -hmm. what makes for a great movie what do i like about these movies what, and i started reading books about that yeah. and all these things and and that's the clouds element mm -hmm. and it's internalized yeah you want you want to find a way to do it and develop that stuff those ideas internalized that's why the right. index cards in a box works because yeah. you write them down they're written you need that process of writing the idea down so mm. you can examine it right, right but once right. it's written it's in the box it's in the box then basically it's in your head it's in the head because yeah. you know it's in the box right but i also take pictures of it just for backups because i have backups of everything i just yeah. I, that's why i have like a backup microphone and a backup microphone yeah i gotta have a backup backups <laughs> but, for everything but basically that's the clouds process but yeah. then the dirt process is where if you know if you don't have the dirt process figured out right uh, the clouds process isn't going to do you much good. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you can well, spend, I spent a year and a half on the clouds process for this one sh film. Mm -hmm. The bigger thing I'm working on yeah. series, but I didn't know how to turn it into the dirt process. I didn't have the dirt process mastered. Right. The dirt process is knowing how to, knowing how to write a first draft, knowing how to write a shitty first draft and then and and write with the characters mm -hmm. write the, with their voices i see yeah you know knowing how to embody a character and i won't use any formatting i don't write in a mm -hmm. script writing form i don't use final yeah, I've draft seen your, i've seen the 
I write bare bones. I don't even write who's saying what line because yeah. eventually I'll know who's, who who needs mm-hmm. to be saying what, yeah. and then I'll add that in. Yeah. But like I I write kind of like a manuscript because that's how I did the four hundred mm-hmm. page manuscript thing, and it was originally supposed to be a book thing, but you know it was like it's so it's so it's so it was so sparse with the, of 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 any kind of act of directions right. like a book would yeah, be. Yeah. It was mainly dialogue. It mainly just felt like a script that wasn't formatted, mm-hmm. and that's. Yeah. But that's it's it. I write in the in the format that seems most natural mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and and you you learn how to do that, and then also you the 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 dirt process is knowing how to knowing how to write what you had come up with in the clouds process. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. come up with a great story, but if you don't know how to actually go and hit the dirt Put and actually together. write that thing. Yeah and write it in a way that flows out of you mm-hmm. like butter then you're not going to get anywhere not get anywhere and the the best way to do this the best way to take the clouds and the dirt process i recommend and also the dirt process is rewriting that stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and knowing how to revise it in a way that improves it and then getting feedback on that right and then improving based on the feedback mm-hmm. without sacrificing principles exactly. your, your starting principles you have to know how the way to combine the clouds and the dirt process and connect the two mm-hmm. is you basically focus on short projects don't start on a big massive right, project yeah. if you want to start on a massive project go ahead yeah but um what's going to happen is it's going to suck mm-hmm. it's not right. going to be any good yeah and you're going to have to shelf it for years right you will yeah it's and 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 if and if you don't shelf it for years until you've actually mastered smaller projects mm-hmm. You're going to spend 40 years working on a, the the quote unquote American, the, perfect, the a perfect screenplay, the American screenplay. And then 40 years from now, you're going to realize it's, you're going to come to the, the realization of truth that it is dog shit yeah. and that you should have done it the right way. Right. And, and you're going to be a miserable yeah. piece of shit and you're going to shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough but, uh, um, going down the line there. The, the predicting of ahead. the future. I wouldn't want you to do it, but. I mean, I, I, I came close to doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if, if I didn't have friends telling me, you know, or if I didn't well, read it to people and be like, I need to fix this. Yeah. But, but my process too, but let me finish. It's like feeding the fire was the first time I succeeded in doing a short project where I felt, I felt that the clouds process was mm-hmm. spot on. Yeah. I felt that the ideas in the story was the first time I actually did something that felt complete and felt beyond anything i'd ever done before right 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 and the result of doing that and then succeeding in the dirt process of actually writing it Mm -hmm. i and i i had for the first time actually successfully wrote a good script that had a story and a and the clouds element like the like the the overall abstract ideas it had a theme to it right and everything was connected and rooted in my actual writing style that was natural to me yeah I had brought the two worlds together and it came out and I was like, this is the first time I've actually written something that's actually good. The writing's good. And so is the ideas behind it. Mm, okay. Once you do that. Right. And then make that as a film too. Yeah. That's the extra level. That informs the next film you do. Oh, the yeah. next film you write. The next film you and write. And then yeah. your success compounds. It doesn't mm. just, it doesn't, it doesn't just incrementally improve. It does. 
but it also compounds mm -hmm. once you actually finish the damn thing right well right right you learn how to you learn from your past success and if you oh, have yeah. no past success with something especially writing right if you don't do That's... it if you don't if you're not mastering doing things well you're mastering doing things shit and right. you're just getting worse. Exactly. So if you're writing the big American screenplay, the perfect screenplay for years, mm -hmm. and you're never getting feedback, and you're never listening to your, your peers, and you're never yeah. improving on it, you're just getting worse as a writer. Yeah. And that's why you end... Then the, the day that it dawns on you that that's the case... Mm -hmm. That's why people kill themselves right, at, yeah. for, from writing. I, I don't know. I, well, I, I'm I just, I'm, 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 I'm being, a, I'm being extra dramatic. Like you said, a great screenplay needs great drama. Screenplay, so. drama, right? Exactly. <laughs> a great screenplay needs drama. But the thing is also like you have to kind of piggyback off that is that you, there comes a time where it's like you have a, this creative process, right? This in the clouds, as you say, an idea, and and you have an idea. You have an idea for a film. You have an idea for a story, not for a film, for a story. Mm -hmm. No matter if it's going to be film, whatever. You don't think about it. You have a story. You have a setting. You have your characters. Mm -hmm. You start writing, and there there will be times where you're going to stop, and you need to take a break. Yeah, you know, and you have to walk away from it. Yeah, you need distance. for a day, for two days, for months, for two months, whatever, for however it will happen eventually. If you are, and then you come back and you continue that flow. So it it, it kind of in a way, yeah, you're trying to finish as much as possible. But there, there there comes time. There are some scripts. There are some ideas that that is just you hit the wall, mm -hmm. and you can't move past that. So you just have to work on something else. Yeah other projects yeah i needed that you know other but right right you have that big thing like yeah you have your main whatever story set up in space with like all these different things different elements all that stuff but then you're like all right where am i going to go with it uh okay i have to kind of i'm out of ideas right now let me go work on something else and this is kind of to me for example right now that happened in, in to to me in a way because i have um have an idea for 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 screenplay for film that is unique that is different mm -hmm. and I, I i imagine it all in my head like i saw it how it would play out and everything and i it's to me it's a giant yeah it's it's a monster to to kind of like go through because it would span into like three different films if that's ever going to be made in the film it would be three it would be three different films sure. I came down, I sat down, I wrote it. I started writing, wrote 10 pages. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a, like you said, manuscript. Yeah. And then I got stuck. And I was just like, I don't know where I'm going to go with it. I took a break. I took like a month off, came back, start thinking about something else related to this film, mm -hmm. related to the story. And I was just like, I need the backstory. So I started writing the backstory. And that's like a, a prequel now. It's, it's something, and now it's, it's smaller. It is a much smaller setting than this giant thing that spans across, you know, it's a sci-fi. So it spans yeah, across the, cool. the, the universes and all that stuff. And then I came down to this, hey, it's just set out on a planet in our universe. There's this whole story is going to be about. And mm -hmm. it's a smaller, it's a smaller to manage. And I was yeah. just like, let me write about this. Yeah. Let me tell this story that will relate to the big one. I will do the big one later, but I'll do this one. That's a good, that's a good approach. So, yeah. So, like, that's what I'm kind of like, am working off, off and on and things yeah. like that. Cause it also takes a lot of different things. But yeah, it's like you have 
you, you need to have a side project. That's what I'm kind of like trying yeah. to conclude. Yeah, it's, to it's interesting. Um, you know, Quentin apparently, uh, once upon a time was something that he would work on every so often mm -hmm. in between projects, right? For years, for like eight years or so, or yeah. more than that. And then basically, eventually, like, like after like starting and then stopping and cutting a wall and then working on or, or stopping to mm -hmm. work on the, the next thing. Eventually, it came to the point where it's like, oh, it's all coming to me. Like all yeah, the ideas yeah, are coming, cool. and it's gonna. I'm gonna wrap this thing up. And I think it's interesting, like like the the idea of distance and, and getting different projects under your belt, and and you you know switching between projects because I I do that a lot. I, I actually work on multiple projects um, at once. Oh or, right, right. You know, I, yeah. I spend like a, like an hour Absolutely. or so, like an hour on on one project, and yeah. an hour on another. Like after I take some power naps or whatever you know <laughs> power just, naps, nap power basically it's like um i mean i might change my process later on in life um when i find a better way of doing things mm -hmm. but it's like i i, I like that that seems to work really well for me right now yeah. um but w the one thing to say is like so with um basically with the project i'm working on now that i'm outlining that was the project from years ago that i was working on mm -hmm. Um, that I finally figured out. It, I wrote the 400-page manuscript on it years ago. Um, I reread it, hated it, and I, I reread it again. And I'm like, I hate it even more. Right. But I have ideas about coming to me for the 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 story outline that I'm developing that are basically what I thought I was trying to write, mm, or what I was hoping to be yeah. writing. Interesting. And it's based on that. It's not based on what I was writing. But if I hadn't written it, I wouldn't have these ideas. I guarantee it. Right. Yeah. It was in the process of writing that that I created a coherency to the entire thing. Mm -hmm. All these desperate, you know, different things I was trying to say yeah, and yeah, have yeah. happen. Have happen, yeah. But I, writing that 400-page manuscript, I just wrote my way through. And it's, it's fucking... I don't even, it, it, it's, it seems like you're reading something from a, a crack addict or something. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck was, I was going, uh, probably not no. that, but you know, it's just, it's just, you know, I, I, I it's a, at the time there was a, uh, this mantra, this thing I did to start my writing process where I, I cursed a bunch, <laughs> like right at the start. Yeah, and it would I get me that. into this really zone, like, like really fucking yeah. razor sharp like like state of focus right the point of it was it was this mathematician on like i think the tim ferris podcast who talked about <laughs> using that to get into like a deep state of focus for math yeah. but that's not the right state of mind that you want to be in for writing right because right, right. it, it just it made me so detail oriented you know mm -hmm. like i was i was i was yeah I was, I, it made me more focused on details that i was like why am i so focused on these details right they don't matter right they're unless so they weird. matter, unless they tell unless, the story. Yeah, but like, 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 it's about the. the it wasn't. It was less about the characters and more about the the these details. Right. But whatever. But it it, it now allows me to go back and think in my memory what 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 did I want to be writing about? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And I can now construct a story based on that, or I have been, and and I I've been able to construct it slowly through pitching ideas of it to people. Mm -hmm. And getting their feedback and realizing, oh, they like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in. Like, I'll make that the thing that the right. the, the, the the things kind of kind of based to, you know, basically like that's that's probably a bigger th thing about the what the story is really going on. Yeah. Another another thing, uh, real quick, like for that Aaron Sorkin talked about, like in his masterclass about screenwriting, it's like one thing he just he focused on is is intention mm -hmm. and 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 
um and uh it's not obstacle but it's it's the intention and um yeah maybe it's intention and obstacle or it's intention and something else and that and re resistance re resistant yeah resilient that the, that thing needs to be formidable you can't mm. just have the character be able to right, give 20 dollars right, right. to somebody and get get where what they need yeah you know they need they need to sack they need to have to sacrifice something mm -hmm. their soul right to get what to they get want what they want yeah because yeah. what you want is you want like like a story is basically intention and um what's the word i can't remember um intent intention and um resistance or whatever it's called and and basically it you know they they're coming together with the entire thing right, and either right, they right. destroy the hero or the hero wins and beats it but it needs to be formidable, needs to be formidable. and that's drama right. that's basically drama. that's drama yeah that's exactly. the sim and it's so simple it's i've had to read all these different fucking screenplay books you know that explain uh, what conflict is when the master of conflict writing Aaron Sorkin had the perfect explanation for perfect. it all along well yeah who yeah. knew it's who knew, who knew exactly. that the master of fucking writing screenplays <laughs> just in had Hollywood to go on the master class just had uh no that's why I that's why you know I like I like watching that I like watching master class mm -hmm. um and uh you know until I like realized that they just stopped kind of making filmmaking classes but i guess they're starting again yeah they're starting again. but it's like bit. um i think they stopped because of the pandemic and mm -hmm. it's like you're not going to want to promote making films during the pandemic yeah. but uh but uh basically it's like uh what um basically you want to look for like back to the occam's razor thing mm -hmm. the 80 the 20 percent that gets 80 percent of the results yeah that's why exactly. i like um like Aaron, like like Masterclass, because you're listening to people who found it mm -hmm. for themselves, and they share that, like and they're, they're sharing it, and it's like what the work you, them. you know, you're not gonna learn how to be the one of the best filmmakers in the world or the best writers in the right. world or back sack by your high world. school teacher on filmmaking or something no, or, or your no. or your college professor, you, right? You're gonna because those people. You know, unless they have, unless it's Spike Lee or somebody, like unless your college professor yeah, is Spike Lee, yeah, which he then, does, then, he actually yeah, has like tenure. Uh, I think. Or I think Matthew, Ma Matthew McConaughey is a is a, is a professor oh, yeah. too oh, at cool. the University of Texas. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I think I heard. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about Texas that. Or whatever, yeah. You're not gonna hear it from them unless they're like Matthew McConaughey or Spike Lee. But you're mm -hmm. gonna, but you're gonna get it if you get like if you listen to their a podcast with them. Right, or, right, right. Yeah. Um, my my favorite right now in filmmaking is Team Deacon's podcast. Gotta look for filmmaking. Yeah, Tim Deacons. Team Deacons podcast has changed my relationship with with cinematography. It's changed my relationship with filmmaking. Right. I think because I mean, you're listening to the probably the best living DP or best DP of all time mm -hmm. in history. Right, right. Talk with his wife, and they're just they're such humble people. I've I was always frustrated that for years for years that. He would never do a master class. I and his response was, "Well, I don't want people to do it. I want people to do it their own way." Right. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, damn it, he has a good reason not to want to do one, but I want to learn how he does <laughs> right, it so right, that right. I can." Come on, share because the me. reason I like that, one of the reasons I love master class is you you also learn about the the character of somebody who's succeeded for that long, mm -hmm. and yeah. I've learned it from his podcast more so, hundred times more. Than his than he if he had it on a master class right so i'm yeah. so glad he does his podcast because yeah. i'm like 
I get to listen to hundreds of hours. Right. Yeah. And and, yeah. and that's the same thing for me. For example, as an actor, I go and I listen to a lot of actors and actors. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, that's great. That's I a mean, good one. And a lot of like interviews, but the actors and actors, I just find out that I learned so much about just the craft and because like people sit down and they just talk about the experiences and how they got into the business, you know, into the art and how they did all this stuff. Um, and you take a feedback and it's like, oh, you know, wow, I'm listening to that and I'm taking notes now, like, you know, like, oh, this is, this is. This is what it take for you know this person to do this, or mm -hmm. this is how Jeff Bridges you know started, and how this movie he did this thing in the movie, and what like their personal experiences, how they use their personal experiences into building the characters. So it's like you know yeah, doing a master class, and this is great, but actually from sitting down, you know, listening to people just talk about it and just mm -hmm. saying things, this is you learn so much, you get so much information, yeah. things like that. Now. <clears throat> for kind of going back into like what makes a good movie, I guess what makes a good story. Um, just kind of emphasizes, I'm going to say the, the character and I want to ask you is something mm. like for me, kind of a character is also like what makes a great, great film, great, great movie is, is the character and their story mm -hmm. because you can have a setting setting anywhere you mm -hmm. know whatever 1920s 1930s uh, 2021 that's your setting and then you ha you you have to write a good characters you you have to write their good backstory and their story and what they want and that's the characters are the ones who are driving your movie driving the story. i don't believe in writing a backstory not believe for it. the characters yeah, and I actually, like, what, what confirmed this for me, well, oh, you know, you can, and it helps sometimes, mm. but, like, Aaron Sorkin even says, like, I don't write, like, he he doesn't write a backstory. Like, if something, if something comes up, then okay. it's backstory. Interesting. Like, and then, but then he can also, like, he might, like, like if I write something, a character says something, like, he, he, he mentioned, like, mm. I write a character likes peanut butter. Right. I didn't... You know, I didn't write, I write why he likes peanut butter. What, what I didn't make him write. Like butter. I didn't write that he likes peanut butter because it was in the backstory. Yeah, I wrote it because the scene needed it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see that. Everything in the story. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I mean, it, it, like the story, like the 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 clouds process of like the ideas, the right. story, the themes, the characters. Those those should be abstract and they should be simple. Mm -hmm. The simple, uh, the simpler they are, and the abstract, you know, as as an, an abstract, then, and, and the least weight in turn, and by weight I mean you shouldn't have fucking twenty pages. I mean, unless unless you've like developed that twenty pages the right way, mm -hmm. like like the index card process, yeah, or yeah, yeah. like what I'm doing, I feel is really the right way because it's it's all organized. It's mm -hmm. an organized or, or a process that can be organized. Right. Right. If you're writing a bunch of backstories of all these different characters and you don't even know how you don't even know if the characters are going to be cut from the story, you're wasting you're your wasting time. time. Yeah. I've been that, there. I've done that, it. Right, right. I did it. Yeah. But it's like 
you write all these different stories and you write all this stuff about the plot points mm-hmm. when you don't know if you're going to hit it because you're going to want to go this other direction with mm-hmm. this one character or this right. character is not going to do this because they like peanut butter. But yeah, <laughs> but didn't, that we can't make a plot point work because they like peanut butter. Well, peanut butter. fuck the peanut butter. <laughs> make the plot point work or the story is not happening. The story is not going to be good. Yeah, not going to be good. like she's going to spit on the mic. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting animated. Yeah, you, get, you, you know, get, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, gotta, uh, sorry if I keep blocking you. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, my face going but no, everywhere. it's like, fuck the peanut butter. The the plot point is what matters more. The right. story that the, you stay on the story. You have to rethink certain details, and yeah. and that's the the so those writing a character likes peanut butter. That's the groundwork. Mm-hmm. That's not the clouds. The the clouds work is. Oh, this is what makes for a good story. This is what will make this story yeah. good. Yeah. And as simple and simple as terms as possible. Right. This clouds thing, if you can write a summary, right. that works. Yeah. A summary works for that. Or yeah. a pitch. So, being able to pitch it from memory also works. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is also with the character, kind of like backstory. You you do let um actors figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a beautiful thing. Because for for me as an actor, or you as, help as them an actor, or you help them as a director, that's even it's a step further. You right, help right. them find that. But I, me personally, myself as an actor, if I go on the you know do auditions or when I just work some in class or work on like a, a, a project, whatever, I love sitting down and just getting grits into the character work, into like figuring out what makes this character tick, figuring out what is their what their wants, their needs, why they're doing mm-hmm. this, why they're thinking like that, why they're walking like that. And then try and figure out, oh well, well, what happened to them before? Why did they do this? Like, what what made them think like that? What made them the way they are? Because yeah. if you go back in the past and figure out that, you will be able to 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 bring the reality to it. Yeah. Now, it, I mean, it. Works- then, but that's easy to do once you have. Oh, that's easy to do later in the process. Later in the. Oh. If you do that early in the process, it's harder to come up with great. True. Abstract True. themes and all that stuff. Right, right. It becomes the obstacle that yeah. you have to fight against. Yeah, yeah. And I learned that the hard way. Okay, but sorry. No, no, that's right. But I mean, there, there's going to come. Pop, there's going to be uh, times going to come in your story, in your writing, where your character has to make the decision, mm-hmm. and that decision has to be based on the previous experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So, in a way, you want to, as you write, you are developing your characters. You, you are. You're right. Oh, you, I'm not denying that. No, no, right. And then you you're automatically creating the backstory. Like say for yes. example, uh in yeah, Game of no. Thrones. Well, no, here's here's the thing. Wait. You are right. That is as as exactly how it is. Yeah. When I'm writing, I I basically am coming up with the backstory then. But at that point, right. I know the storyline. Mm-hmm. I wrote the first draft, which is the bare bones over. I wrote, I came up with the outline or wrote the first draft. Right. This is the overall knowing what the story, the, the, the course of the story is. Mm-hmm. I don't write a first draft unless I have a working outline that right, I pitch right. to yeah. somebody and they say works. Yeah. If, if it doesn't work, I'm not fucking writing the first draft. Right. Right. If I can pitch something to somebody and they're like, that would make for a good film. And I'm like, yeah, that would make for a good film. Then I write the first Thank draft the first in draft. one go. And I wrote right start to finish. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an outline, basically. Right. Yeah. Then I start to flesh it out. And when I'm fleshing out, I start at the beginning. I reread the entire thing, and then I start at the beginning and then rework it. Right. And then when I go to the second 
then on the third on the third that's the second day when yeah. i re revised the first beginning of it after rereading it this third day i go and reread what i just revised right i reread and revise what i re what i revised until it's solid right from okay. start from from the from start, start to, yeah and then i that's the found because that you're right you 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 can't you can't revise in the middle. You can't revise in the end. Mm. You have to revise from the beginning and right. make it make it you, work coherently. Right, right. Because you, it's going to be a point where you're going to get stuck with like, what am how am I going to continue? How this this my character is going to react in this situation? You're going to yeah. get stuck a little bit in the story. So you, yeah, you do. And you, and you but, those things mm. you can work out with people for feedback. You tell them, hey, I don't know what I'm doing with this, yeah. or you know, well, or you figure it out from from pre preceding drafts right, uh, right. you know if if you if, but then if that doesn't work you talk to people and get yeah. their feedback but in in my in in the one thing that I start that I start writing in my kind of like a smaller you know setting world that I have that I just talked about on one planet I the way I had to start this is I had to start with the main character mm -hmm. and I had to like think about what is this character okay where are they coming not detail backstory but I had to start okay there's my guy He's coming from Earth, flying over to Mars, giving away <laughs> the plot stories, whatever. But there, why is he going there? What does he has left on Earth to care? Oh, well, you know, he, he used to be such and such person. He used to get, you know, he, he got in trouble, but he still has his family down there. And then he, he's going to Mars on the colony to, to work. To kind of like affect so so that's just a little bit yeah. of the back i'm not writing a whole thing but i am this right there i create the setting i create the person's history yeah. i create what are their motivations for being on this yeah. ship what are the motivation of going to another another place mm -hmm. and that and, and, and then and, and i you know let what? it roll i let yeah, it roll I sometimes let it go. it's like you you write something and you're going to change it later oh, yeah absolutely but then that but that thing before you changed it might motivate, but it, but it might become the mo the the instinct or or, or lead to the idea mm -hmm. that you come up with. So it's Absolutely, like yeah. you know it, that's and that. But the reason why I like doing like I do a first draft all the way through and then I revise. So the first draft all the way through is like I get the clarity of it, mm. the entire picture, clarity right. of the entire yeah, picture clarity. in one go. Yeah. Reread it the next day, rework from the beginning, and then kind of keep reworking, restarting from the beginning until. Mm -hmm what until that you know first scene is solid and once that first scene is solid then i'll start you know just rereading from the from the previous the, from the next scene right um under that and then just kind of ma basically making things as solid as i can go and as things get solid i'll start having people give feedback and then when i get feedback if something mm -hmm. needs to be changed or something could be done better uh and it seems like it's a good idea we'll we'll rework that right, okay. and and you know and usually when i'm getting feedback i my rewriting is much faster mm -hmm. um like i feel like i i do pretty good with uh getting feedback from people um but i like to have it solid for me um before i get feedback usually yeah. um and basically it's like and so i don't embarrass myself <laughs> but it, you know uh like, like oh what a shit there's writer. no judgment here you know, no um, but, we, just, yeah. we all love each other we basically each other. i'll take you know this so so that's and and the beauty of that is i get hundreds of ideas for what to do later yeah. because i know the entire arc of right, the story right. and i've been thinking about it for each of these scenes right and the audience cannot keep up with me mm -hmm. but they yep, yep. they're going to be surprised but they're going to be 
it's going to be everything's going to be inevitable right in the story everything's going to make sense you're going to feel you're going to follow it and right feel like okay yeah it i i didn't see it coming this way mm-hmm. but it works and i love that like i yeah. didn't see this line happening from this character mm-hmm. but it works yeah yeah and it's and and that's where that's how you can come up with so many jokes when you're just doing like 20 drafts 20 of a drafts, scene yeah until you find it solid mm-hmm. and then you just kind of keep going yeah. through and that's where the details come to yeah. play. But don't do 20 drafts if you don't get feedback from no, people once it's no, solid. No. You know, like, nah, you know, it's just, you know, you're going to have to, it's going to be a lot of work to fix things. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, dude, we could talk about these, the script <laughs> stuff a lot. Um, the thing of, um, yeah, I, but I, like to resummarize it, it's like, it's clouds and dirt and when dirt. it comes to screenplays. No, and clouds yeah. are the abstract idea is the theme mm-hmm. here's the thing if you don't know how to if you can't make the theme work for the story and the characters and 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 for those things to work with your writing style yeah. your natural writing style and i mean you have to be able to write something and write a first draft and then go revise it a bunch until it's working mm-hmm. if if those things aren't connected and they're not there's no is a disconnect there's disconnect yeah you're not you're not going to you're 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 kind of stuck right you're not going to be able you you know it's useless the cloud information is useless those abstract ideas those themes you think about they're useless unless they connect somehow Mm -hmm. they unless they they actually show up in the writing right yeah um and you the way to do that the way to connect those things is by writing short stories or short films Mm -hmm. and getting feedback on them and 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 as you do that you come up with bigger and better ideas for the short stories and you pitch them to people too before you even write it and and you kind of start to realize oh okay and then and you realize from 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 the you you realize what parts of your writing you like right yeah and you're like oh i really like that and you remember how you came up with that and how you got Mm -hmm. to that you know result right and and how you knew and those become instincts for the next story that you come up with Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why you should do short projects for projects a lot yeah now totally. i'm at a point where i'm like i really like what i'm able to do mm-hmm. so i'm ready for feature films yeah and that's the point like you get to love it just you said you yeah. do enough short you do enough like short plays short screenplays whatever write stories uh, and then eventually you like you learn while you do while you make your short films mm-hmm. you learn what works what doesn't uh budget or do all of this stuff and then i'm you know i'm ready Mm-hmm. And I think I'm ready to to go for it. And I mean, during that time, you also can write your future film as well. You know, yeah. as 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 I you know as I made an example earlier, <laughs> work on this big one, but work on smaller things. So yeah, yeah. it's basically the beauty of it. So um, I think I think now let's let's get into some of these questions. And if something comes up from what we were just talking about, yeah. like I'll I'll let you know, and you can let me know. Um, I think we can segue into what. What are some uh, what are some projects you're really excited about in the future, or if you can talk about like like <laughs> like things that you want to make? Would, I would like. Well, to I actually make. have two questions here, yeah. but I'm going to combine them. Okay, go ahead. What are what projects are you most excited for in the future? Projects on the horizon that you're working on, and you you know you're gonna like. For me, it's like these two feature films I'm working on. Yeah, I know one's going to be in two three years, but one's going to be sooner than that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, is there a dream project that, you know, like I think I talked a bit about it with, without telling you about it, mm-hmm. but like we're telling you what it was exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, is there a dream project and that you don't have to get into detail? I think okay. I think you mentioned the 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 one you wrote within 
what was it a night or something six hours six hours yeah fuck dude like that's that. crazy it's crazy i was on i was on something else i don't know what i was you, i was in what? a different place that's crazy dude. i was in a different mindset i sat down and honestly See, like, i kind of i feel like that sounds if I, i'm correct that's like what happened with uh rocky and that's also what happened with yeah, whiplash yeah yeah i think so yeah and and it's just like I could and be wrong. James Cameron also came with this Terminator in in his dream, but it wasn't my dream. I just I just sat down, and all of a sudden, I was not in my room. I was not in my house. Damn. I was nowhere. I was in the scenes that I was writing. I was in the story. I was wrapped in the story. I was wrapped in the characters. All of a sudden, what's the best thing I love about writing is when the there's a point where you hit in writing where you do not have to think about the dialogue. It just comes. It you. comes. Yeah. Everything just flows. That's where and you want to like, be, yeah. Yeah, that's where you want to And that's where I was for six hours mentally from wow. start to finish. I don't know where that came from, but I was just like, and I was only 16 at the Jeez. time. Like, if you're just 16, yeah, you just know, a kid. If you ever want, like, if you want to, like, meet up sometime at a park or something, if you need somebody to read it to, yeah. I mean, I mean if, it's, if it's something that's like, you need to revise it first. I get that. I, I usually would, do. Yeah. But, you know, you could probably be able to, you know, like, I mean, I think it's, if it's in Russian, you'll have to translate I, it to Yeah, that's why I have to work on translation um, a lot. But if you pitch it to sure. me, like, like, I'll be able to, I'll listen to it and, and I can tell you, like, based on, you know, my hearing it, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I'll, I'll look for, like, simple solutions. That's what I found works that's best a, for yeah. me, is when somebody offers me a simple solution to an overall problem. Right, 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 yeah. There might, it might be that there's no, there's a, the, the story isn't obvious, but you know what? Here's mm -hmm. the thing. I feel like I've gotten better. And this is one of the things that I've developed with over the years. Yeah. Um, I used to, and I could, you know, I, I always look for me doing the same thing again, but I used to, like when I first watched uh, an Andrei Tarkovsky film, a Ru the Russian filmmaker, mm -hmm. I hated it. At first, I was like, dude, in the first like in the first few minutes, I was like wrapped with the visuals. Yeah. I was blown away. But I was watching his most personal and most out there film, The Mirror, which is tied with Stalker to be one of my favorites now. Yeah. I hated it because I felt he didn't know what he was doing. Mm -hmm. he, this guy doesn't know what he's doing as a filmmaker. He's just doing all this random shit. Right. Because I prided myself at the time yeah. for being so fucking smart and being able to tell what a filmmaker's intentions were. Yeah. I had no read on what he was doing, <laughs> not a clue. And until I found out later, but, but I couldn't deny there was something amazing about what he was doing, but it pissed me off that I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> Gosh. And, but it wasn't until years later of, of watching them more and more and rewatching them and rewatching them and finding and, and re reading his book and rereading his book yeah. and realizing he did that on purpose. He, he did he he had a kubrick level vision right or beyond yeah but and he was so detail oriented about everything and and but also he you know got people in on the process and mm -hmm. immersed in it but he had this rule or this this principle that he tried to follow or, or did his best with um especially after ivan's childhood i think he said mm -hmm. um which is his debut feature film which is amazing right right yeah he wanted to be he he felt that if the if the technique was obvious of the filmmaker if, right. if what he was trying if his intentions were obvious in the film if it was obvious what he was trying to make the audience feel or think or what 
techniques or or you know you things he was using to get you to to feel a certain way right yeah then um then the it takes the audience out of the film of the film but if they can't tell what you're trying to do as a filmmaker Mm -hmm. and they're watching the film they watch it like a documentary Mm -hmm. And I think the same is true of lighting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 DP of uh, of Tenet of of Christopher Nolan's latest films, mm-hmm. he he lights the set, not the shot. Right. And what that yeah. means is he lights the set and it doesn't change much or mm-hmm. anything. Interesting. Okay. And what happens is the audience perceives each shot as if it's a documentary. Right. Now now back to what I was saying with Andrei Tarkovsky, mm. he he like is an example. There's a one scene where he wanted to create this. I forget what feeling it was he was trying to create in the audience, but he wanted the character to look back at this woman on on the fence mm-hmm. in in the mirror. Um, in a very early scene where a woman's sitting there waiting for her husband. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and but it felt really contrived if he just looked back. But then. What he added was this gust of wind that goes throughout the field. And I think they had probably, they needed a helicopter to create it. Yeah, probably. This gust of wind blows in the entire field and everything blows and it kind of comes to them. And then it's like a wave, it washes to her. her, And then the guy turns and looks back. This this stranger just came into their life and then leaves. And while she's waiting for her husband to come home, and And, and, she never knows if he's ever going to come back. Wow. But it's like that feeling was like like he used the wind mm-hmm. he created he probably had a fucking helicopter come in and and have sorry i'm blocking your shot um <laughs> okay. and and this helicopter came in and and blew wind throughout the entire field right like a wave <clears throat> coming to the camera and so the guy kind of looked back at her and had one last yeah. look and that created the effect he wanted but it wasn't obvious because Wait. Like, where did the wind come from? Yeah, where did the wind come from? It came from him. Yeah. Well, you don't think about you don't. that. You think it's nature. Yeah. Nature created yeah. it. And, and that's the beauty. That's like... Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs, Wiped yeah. away. And that's, I mean, that's the beauty of, like, filmmaking, like, with the directors and everything, which is what I learned about from James Cameron's Masterclass that I'm currently watching, is that it's not just about acting. Mm-hmm. It's about act, camera angles. It's about lighting. It's about music. It's about sounds. It's all of those things coming together in the element that draws an audience mm-hmm. into the story and yeah. makes audience become the part of the story, a participant. Yeah. And like unknown participant and audience, that's how the draw draws in. Acting is one part, but the the how the way the shots are made, the close-ups, the the angles, the diff- different angles, the different lightning, the different soundtrack, the slow motion, uh and, you know, slow motion action, all of that it plays plays yeah. part in creating this this fantastic story yeah so um but uh, i think what i was earlier saying it's like and that's a good point though it, yeah it does it, i mean it all comes together and it but i will try not to judge or too early that because i it's not clear to me what the story is about right yeah where the story is because here's course, the thing yeah. like i said earlier you know a story needs structure, but it doesn't necessarily need the structures that we know about mm-hmm. or right, the structures yeah. that are written in books or the three-act right. structure. It's all bullshit. Yeah. A movie can have whatever structure it needs. Right. Kubrick cool. didn't use like – like he used whatever structures he created for his yeah. films. Yeah. 
for his stories. And so I'll try my best within my abilities to listen to that and try to find what what I think is the structure. And I could yeah. be wrong. I could be right. Yeah, it's, it's up to you. Right. To Your first out. principles. Right. If it feels wrong, it's probably, it's probably wrong. wrong. Yeah. But it's like that's that's the case. We'll listen. I'll listen to it start to finish. And if you know, hopefully it doesn't we'll be able to do it in one sitting. Mm -hmm. Because then I can process the entire thing and and and, and in the moment, and then give you an immediate thought, and then some thoughts later, in the like 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 when, yeah. after I slept on it. But it's like, yeah. I think you, you don't have to give me fucking writer's credit for that. That that when people give it's, feedback, it's not a writer's credit. Um, it's you know it's gonna be all you, and it's gonna be you know. But I'll you know I'll uh, I'll give you feedback. Uh, Give me a give me a story. Give me a story. No, so, no, well, no, it's, it's screen consult. Script 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 consultant. Script consultant. Script that's what it's called. I yes. give that to people all the time. I'm like, yeah, okay, script consultant. <laughs> but no, that's, that's mean, what it is. Uh, listen, if you, if you find if you find something that you have an idea about that and everything, you can you can help I'll, me. And I'll can, probably uh, we can for, write it together. Oh, okay, yeah. That'd I be mean, great. we can yeah. add and revisit awesome. it together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. If you're, if you're down for that, I'd be down. Um, it depends. Uh, I I am. It depends if I can find the t the the right time, the right high impact time in it. Yeah, because I I I, I spend all my high impact writing time working on projects, and then I, I I still don't have enough time to work on that big project. I have to wait till I finish something yeah, else. So I have yeah, to yeah. figure something out. As a World War movie, right? Yeah, 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 I have to finish the World War One, and then or, or boys will be boys, and then work on that that um bigger project that yeah. I want to work on. I don't know it, but if I can't yeah. work on it, I want you to like be the sole writer. Because okay. you totally. you should be because uh, yeah. that's a, that's probably a, it, it could be a gem I don't know I, I'll I'll tell you when yeah, I hear it yeah. if I think it's dog shit it's I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> probably not gonna be dog shit probably yeah. I mean I think I, I bet it's gonna be something that's gonna blow my mind I bet because if it's something it's, that you wrote in six hours and just came to you in a flurry and you felt like you were on cloud nine it, it might not be perfect yeah. or it might not be great yet mm -hmm. but it's something that has the potential I bet. It, it's 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 crazy think about to think about it right now uh looking back at it and it's like back to the the question that you have for me is like how do i evolve as a person because yeah. when i wrote that and recently when i reread that when i wrote that i thought it was like okay there's the it's this thing you know this mm -hmm. is perfect thing now i'm looking back at it now with everything that I've learned so far, like all, all the in classes, acting, all this stuff about writing and directing and all this stuff, I'm looking back at this and I was just like, it needs revision. I, I need to yeah, revise yeah, it. Yeah, there there are good. things there are things that I can make better. I think even though it was like if, if I got the feedback mm -hmm. from people didn't want to prop, but I got a feedback from people when they read it in Russian and they said it's that's a fan, fantastic piece. Mm -hmm. I'm now looking back at it, I'm like you probably I figured, can make this better. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I want to be there to like hear it. And I want you to tell me the entire thing, start to finish right. in, in English. Because <laughs> in I don't yes. understand Russian. As much as I want, I love and I watch Russian movies. And I dig. Like, I think the fact that you, you were six, you were, were you still in Russia? At, uh, no, 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 I was here. I was, okay. I was 16. I mean, but I the fact that I'm such a fan of Russian movies, I think I'll probably have a better understanding and, and appreciate it better than you, than most people. I think because yeah, I love Russian movies. Right. Um, probably because I have a friend at a time that, that, that got me into like watching the Tarkovsky films yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and, and, but you know, I'll, I'll, I think what I'll do is broad strokes. I'll try to identify what is the biggest thing about it. Mm -hmm. And that I might not yeah. know. 
I yeah, might, yeah, it's, but it's, I might sense it. Right. It might be there. It mm-hmm. might not need the b- bigger things might not need changing. It right. might work. It might work as it is. is. Yeah. Um, or it might be might be able to use a few bit a bit of touches or, mm-hmm. or pushes somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I, I well, I'd have to hear it. Um, but and I'm excited to hear it sometime. Thank but you. Um, but if uh, you question on what projects, future projects yeah. that I'm excited about, I mean, currently uh, that that sit, sitcom that me and Cameron shot, uh, we finished editing it and I just mm-hmm. have to put music and, and credits and then me and Cameron thinking about putting it through film festivals. Nice. The first time, just try what it is. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I don't know. Everybody says, wow, put Go film festivals and independent film festivals. I was like, okay, let's, let's try it. So I'm going to... Yeah. Shoot it out there, see what what happens. But my idea, what I want to do with this one is I want to turn it into a um, a TV series. I want to uh, write a pilot for it and I want to um, use it, use what we did, what we shot and and a script that I'll write Mm -hmm. and and try to go to the studios and see if I can, if I can get some leadway on that. You know what? Um, So I recently was, I heard about this, but I never saw for real mm-hmm. what it was but uh whiplash have you ever seen whiplash by damien chazelle uh it's a recent film is, it, is, is that's the the drums with the drums with, with the simmons. jk simmons yeah yeah, yeah. i like, have i have seen i will fuck this. you like a pig <laughs> newman yeah, there's, there's, there's some crazy newman. stuff going on there yeah i know <laughs> yeah no he's I, oh my god that, that scene though dude that scene where he like flips on him for the first time yeah that was their tri- their, their short film really and it's shot for shot, almost the tempo exactly. is the same. Wow! The, I I saw That's there's amazing. a video I saw. I should send this to you. Yeah. Where the, somebody recut the short film to the feature film, and the the only thing different mainly is like the color is more red in the feature film. Wow. Like it's real. It was really originally pale white. Yeah. yeah and yeah. very kind of dressed down, but very great cameras right. they used. It looked really professional. The fir- the, the the short film, mm-hmm. but like they they cut it together, and it's like. They they knew what they were doing, right? Yeah, it, and then they got in the short film, like the short film in the festivals, and then they got funding for it. Wow! And it turned that's into crazy. a fucking beast. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's and that crazy. started his career. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it's at now. His career. I mean, <laughs> I haven't heard from him. Yeah, for like his projects. Um, but it's but, it, yeah. it's you know it's based on projects and everything. I mean, yeah, and, and with me, it's like um, my future projects is also is that and then just uh i keep auditioning for different different things as as an actor i just want to you know get get experience get work on different characters that's what draws me is uh you know the story and the character and the characters and of course finishing my uh school at uh, baron brown okay so yeah Yeah, nice awesome so another question um what are you most proud of and this might be that that six hour thing that you did the, the writing thing as, a, as an is, artist anything anything life artist both um you know back again with this question about you know for kind of like what what is the hardest thing was for me and what is my proud proud you know you, you kind of you go through things and I, I don't really like think of things you know i don't i don't ponder too much i don't like sit back and reflect I just kind of like go and yeah, then, yeah. you know, there are it's moments. Not, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I like sometimes I stop by and look back and I was like, oh, you know, what I'm proud of. I, I mean. <clears throat> Do you ever meditate? 
Uh, sometimes not really i mean I mean, the, the, the reason i do ponder a lot is i meditate yeah meditation. I, it gives me a lot of time yeah. to ponder things yeah but yeah but what i would say i was most most proud of is being able uh, being able to still chase my dream mm-hmm. right now. of acting of right acting and being any- creative yeah being being art be, being able to uh because from where i came from and kind of like how things took in life for me, the different turns and different errors and all that stuff. And just coming from a different country without knowing language and learning it, you know, the way I am right now. Um, and then going through school, putting myself through college and still like learning things about myself. And then coming to the point where I'm now, just just the 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 journey that mm-hmm. I've made from time when I was 15 to the time that I'm now, you know, and it's like I, I, looking back at all the different experiences that I had, all all the different things, everything that that I, it, it taught me, um, that it taught me different things in life, and I, it made me learn different things as well about myself about other people, about what I want, about what, what my goals are, you know, what my passion is really, what is true meaning for me, you know, that I want to, to do in life. So I'm proud of the, the journey that I've made so far and the, 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 the experiences that I've had, that, that the, the, the things that helped me to achieve different small victories that made me in the situation that I'm right now sitting, mm-hmm. you know, and looking forward to a lot you know a lot more moments so i think this is similar a similar vein what matters most to you mm. it can be anything in art life uh and art and life anything what matters most to me i guess well i don't want to say i guess this is kind of <laughs> uh, i was like whoa what matters most? i guess do you have to guess what matters most to you? Oh, everything's guesses. Even even a business guesses. plan is a guess. Yeah, yeah. What matters most to me is in well, let's see, in art and in life is yes, I know this. Okay. What matters most to me is being able to inspire people. Mm. Being able to inspire people. Um, that might, that come from different backgrounds and then the ones that come from my similar background, being able, and and this, this is kind of, okay, so I'm going to go in a little story. Um, the reason why this is most important to me, um, probably one of the important things I wasn't a great athlete, Mm -hmm. as I put it that way in high school, you know, I started playing, you know, high school football when I was, um, like finishing 11th grade going to 12th. So it was just not much going on for me. You know, I was, I missed a lot, but I love football. I, and when I came to this country, I saw Eagles playing and I was just like, what is that? What the hell? What are they doing? They're running around with the football. I'm like, is that a soccer over there? No, that's a weird ball. What are they doing? They're like tuckling each other and grabbing each other. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, 
well, I love this shit. Like, I love this. this what is this? I want to find out you? more. No, no, no. The no, 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 the Eagles, right. <laughs> You better win the freaking Super Bowl again. Like, seriously. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I've been stopped. I, I, I love, I love the Eagles to death. 2018 was the most inspiring year. But man, I tell you, you guys got to get your stuff together. Dude, because I, I was meditating at the time when the, the game was coming <laughs> on end. I thought there was, I didn't know if they were going to win. When oh, is that the Super Bowl? I was meditating. <laughs> and I hear from outside. Fireworks and people being like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> He's just shouting shit. Oh I heard god. from miles away, yeah. like all sorts of shit. I was like, "That, oh my god, it happened." That's that happened. Oh my god, I did not fall asleep <laughs> that night. I think I was oh up till four god. o'clock in the morning. Can I? And then they burned the city. <laughs> they, they burned the city. Exactly. It's it's always happened. I'm like, well, well, okay, happened. all right. Uh, I guess. Welcome to Philly. Welcome to the Philly. City of brotherly <laughs> There's love. Only one city like that. <laughs> when we win, we burn shit. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> staying in, brother. Staying in, there. yeah, but staying in. Uh, if you have to, we have to. No, 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 we don't. We don't. It's good. It's good. It's good. I love it. Well, uh. anyway, so I watched the Eagles, and I, I said, I want to, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to play football. And the other thing, because in my mind, I'm like, when I was, you know, young, coming in, young guy. I'm still young, but young boy. I, I didn't want to play soccer. I didn't want to play any game you know any sports that i played in russia Mm -hmm. i played soccer in russia why is that you don't want to play not because i came to america here i wanted to do something that is american i wanted to do something that football is is american baseball 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 wasn't when not where i was you know i was growing up and you know it was just night it was not i was born in 1991 and you know it was like growing up it was right after the Soviet Union collapsed, so it was it was different growing up. But you know, there's not much uh, export. It was, it, I mean, the gates got opened up and everything. The Western things start pouring in, but it didn't pick up till after two thousands. Mm-hmm. You know, and by that time, I mean, soccer was was predominantly thing in Russia that that I played. Um, but in any case, football was something new. Mm-hmm. Football was American, and I said, I want to do. I want to learn this. I want to like. I, this is an accomplishment for me, a, a yeah. Russian person, a foreign person coming in and playing the sport. So it wasn't later. And that's kind of like how the acting diverted a little bit for my you know, senior years. The, the addition, I was stupid that, that something happened. I got pissed off and then I walked off and the football team was there. And I was just like, oh, that's a chance for me to play football. So I started playing football. And... um as I said, I wasn't, this is was just the first year, you know, green, not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I barely knew the positions, a- a- anything was happening. So coaches really, you know, I had the great coaches, um, any of them listening and wonderful high school <laughs> coach Schmidt is the best. They're all listening. But yes. Uh, but, but the thing is, yeah, I felt that, um, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't enough like i wasn't you know maybe athletic enough or i wasn't mm-hmm. fit enough or whatever because i was just and that's me just start really going into the sports and i felt like i wanted more like i wanted to kind of prove you know from to myself that like you know i can go and i can do this thing mm-hmm. so i said to my after i finished high school ball i said i want to go to college and i want to play ball and i want to i want to go out there and 
through, through the sport. And I mean, I played rugby in high school. Then I came to college and played rugby in, in there. And then I worked on the football team. Mm-hmm. And I played f- football for, you know, there for a couple of years. And then I started doing track. And then the track experience also was some, you know, um, I did, I did had some people that told me that I wasn't good enough and, you know, and that going to make it and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you were there, you know, the guys that are like, you know, bigger than you or stronger than you or whatever it is. And to me, that drove me as a fuel, fuel motivated me to, to, to like go out there and, and just like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. I'm going to go and I'm going to prove that I'm capable of doing this certain thing. I'm mm-hmm. capable of being great. And I mean, I did at the end of my college career, I placed, um, almost placed third, but I placed fourth at the, uh, championships, uh, lost by like centimeters on so the third place, but whatever <laughs> still bugs me. But in any case, that was to me, to me, I wanted to, I wanted to be an example for someone else some other kid out there who is might be not as athletic enough or not gifted enough not skilled enough or whatever but they have that passion and the drive and the desire and they have a hard work and the edu- and, uh, motivation mm-hmm. to do this and i wanted them to look at me and be like hey if he could do that i can do the same thing and i can do no matter what people freaking tell me you know, no matter I, if I believe, if I strongly believe in my ability that I can do this, I'm going to, because there's an example there. So mm-hmm. to that question of what matters to me the most is to be, I want to be served as an example for other people that they can look at me. And now being this in, in art, you know, being in this, in, in artistic and still being an athlete and all that stuff. And through all the things that I went, um, I want people to be able to look at me and say, be inspired. And I want to be their inspiration that they can achieve whatever they want to achieve. You know what I mean? No matter how big, how tall, how, how strong, how, whatever, whatever they are, you know, Mm -hmm. that if they, most important, if they have a hard work, they're willing to work hard for it. They're willing to go for it. They're willing to do the work. Um, and they're willing to be honest and kind of like trust themselves. Yeah. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. So. I mean, that's, that seems like a lot, that seems like the, the, the outlook of a lot of people that come to America. You know? I mean, the reason I, I came into this country, um, I wanted to do something. I, I don't want to just be just regular guy, you know, regular person. Yeah. I want to do something great. I, I want to live. I want to live in oppression and I want to live <clears throat> a, a, a significant, uh, or I want to move, make, live a mark on, you know, <clears throat> on the world and mm-hmm. make, make my footprint as, as to say, yeah, it. I think, I mean, I, I can't really say what, um, I mean, I do believe that, that it is the land of opportunity. There are mm-hmm. so many opportunities here, yeah. but, and, and it's hard for me to kind of say otherwise, cause I've never been other, any other place, honestly. It, um, yeah. How, how does this is actually gonna be my last question but i'm gonna uh i'm gonna ask this and do some other questions well before you ask that there's the with the land of opportunity yeah, and yeah. stuff like this i mean just just to reiterate i mean it is as i as i said before um the sky is the limit if if you're um mm-hmm. you can do anything uh you can do anything if you believe in it yeah 
that's the thing. Yeah. And in America, yeah, coming to America is a land of opportunity, but you have to work your ass off. Yeah. You have to work. No, no and especially not to say the immigrant, like, you know, people like me who come mm -hmm. and, you know, um, and anybody, but especially like people who has English as a second language or whatever, twice as hard, you know, three times as hard. I would go a way. step further. You have to work your ass off at the right things. Exactly. The right things. The 20% exactly. that gets 80% of the mm -hmm. results. Don't, yeah. don't do the 80% that gets the 20% right. of the results. Right. Exactly. Cause exactly. there are some people who do that. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why the American dream didn't work. Didn't out. work out for them. Because right, you didn't exactly. identify, you didn't yeah. assess what you were doing. But there are some times yeah. that, that we go through this journey, we go through the river, because I feel like the life is like a river and you go through different directions, you veer off a little bit. So it's like, sometimes you, you, you are going one path and you think that it's the right path, but mm -hmm. then you realize that it might not be. And then you, you rechain, re you, you stop, collaborate, and you, you hop on a different route and then you flow. But... Mm -hmm. The things that you learned on this journey yeah. that you were doing that didn't work out, that, that didn't work they out. You thought it worked the out. Journey. They formed the journey. You can use that experience and skill going back into this. And now next time, you're not going to make the same mistakes. You know, yeah. Like years ago, I was so adamant about spending as much time as possible working on films. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I did. But I also realized, you know, if, if something happened where like something catastrophic happened, like a war. Yeah. And well, I was drafted or something. Right, right, right. I probably would have been a better filmmaker. Might have. Mm. Yeah. Because I don't dwell. I don't try not to dwell on it. I, or, or, I would have had more uh, better stories. Probably. Maybe. <clears throat> maybe. Or I mean, not. Um, but, you know, I think it's like as long as you look forward, you, you can you use what you utilize. You utilize what you learn from your past. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but, you know, um, yeah, I, th I think it's, you know, it's also important, you know, no, like, you know, even though you're, you're, you might've, if you didn't succeed at one thing you, you imagine doing like, like, like say it's sports or something, it, it, it becomes the bedrock for what you do next. Like, mm -hmm. like there's, there's Absolutely. a study done of a lot of successful people or like fortune 500 billionaire or no millionaires or whatever, mm -hmm. or no, like, or, 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 or like, like, like top four, like forties, like people in 40 mm -hmm. or, or something. And they, I forget what it was, but they surveyed and they found that most people who were successful mm -hmm. had failed at so many other things. Right. Yeah. Very yeah. few of them did one thing and were great at it and mm -hmm. succeeded. Yeah. When you fail at multiple things, you learn so much from all those different things and they inform all those different experiences and inform or, or people, it was people who, who had done all these different fields. Mm -hmm. They went to school for one thing and then they realized this isn't what I, they, you know, this isn't working out. So they go and do something else. Right. Even though they went to school for something. I've oh, talked, yeah. I was talking to the, the to, Austin at at the party, yeah, the screening party. He went to school for like corporate something, and I, I don't finance even remember or something. I don't even some, remember what it was, but it's like, enemy. yeah. He he still hasn't. I think he said he still hasn't used it. Mm -hmm. but he hates it. He yeah. he went to school for it, yet he hates it. And it's like and that's a lot of people go to school for things that they don't mm -hmm. like, or they yeah. don't care about, and that's, that's and it's that's okay. But if you can avoid that. Go for it. You know, avoid it. Yeah. But it's like, but if you use well, it, use it, there's a way to use it. Here, here's the thing, right? There were a way to use it. As long as, as long as you are doing what you're doing now with purpose mm -hmm. and you are doing your best at it, you're doing that's what mat it. matters. Yeah. Even if like and in a few days you decide, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But this is, this is also why you want to do short films or short stories. Right. A lot right. of them, because you can, 
you're more likely to finish them. Yeah. If you do a big project, you're going to change your mind. Right. But here's the yeah. thing about that, that, you know, going into finance and all this different, it's also, I feel like our society now still is a before and now is like, it's, it's hard to accept the art as a job, mm -hmm. as a full-time job, because like, if, if, um, and it's personally happened in my, in my experience, I wanted to go to New York film Academy when I graduated Nishimani high school and, um, you know, my family member talked me out of it and they said, you got to get an education. You got to go to the thing. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Okay. I'll go, I'll, I'll go to Whitener. And gladly looking back at it now, I don't have any regrets of not doing yeah. that because I've gained experiences at college that I haven't, I, I probably wouldn't get experiences in, in, in film school and whatever. I learned life. I learned about yeah, life and yeah. learning life is, is, is essential to bring the art to form because that's what we're doing. But the thing is, uh, it's harder for, uh, like, I feel like it's still harder for artists. It's like you say, oh, I'm an actor, I'm an artist or whatever. I'm a filmmaker. People be like, oh, well, you know, is that your hobby? No, no, like, no, that's a, yeah, I, I, I want to do this for full time. And they're like, well, well, don't, don't you like, don't, don't you work like your, they just don't know anybody. HR, that does it. Yeah. They don't yeah. know anybody that does it. And yeah. to them, it's like, it's like, oh, this is a hanging, uh, a high hanging fruit that, you know, it's, it's hard to reach. It's, a, it's people. a luck. It's whatever. I mean, yeah, there's a combination no, of that. Talking about. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's a hard work. It's like, if yeah. you do have a passion, if you do have a talent, I mean, even like your passion, yeah, you have, I would say. Talent only can get you so far. Mm -hmm. You can have 10 to 1% talent, 99% hard work, and your hard work will, will surpass the guy who has 99% talent and 1% of hard work, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's just like with anything mm -hmm. acting. If you want to make it work, you have to work. It's extremely hard work, but it is rewarding. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I forget what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, it'll probably come back to me. Um, so I'm going to do another question. Um, and it's, we might have answered something along the lines of this. Um, so like a David Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite failure in life? <sighs> failure you had, and it, it might be something, it might be, it might have been the weightlifting thing where you, because you took that and you went with doing this yeah. new thing. We're going back to acting. Favorite failure. Well, define favorite. Is that something that... It's uh, a failure that... Like, Rusty Spade is one of my favorite failures because it was such a failure to me at the time, but it resulted in me upping my game and how I prep for films and how I do the research and how I do all the, the work mm. to make the film better. Like, it makes... it it. Uh, I, I, I now take the writing in it because what happened with that was yeah. once I did that, I then went and made an animation called the Lego people storm area 51. <laughs> but what resulted with that animation is a change of my routine, my creative routine. Yeah. And also it led to me being more thorough with mm. my filmmaking process. I do okay. storyboards from now on. I right. do all sorts of things that and and i you know on that animation it was a three it was a two to three minute animation mm -hmm. but i had spent three months on it mm -hmm. and okay. i spent three months on every single detail and right. i realized how thorough you can be with filmmaking and and the result is i rewatch that thing to this day yeah, and get a yeah, kick yeah. out of it 
because it is so and i sent that i sent it to people a lot and they're like this is really good this is funny (laughs) and i'm like yeah no i wish it was viral Uh, but it didn't come out until months after the event but i i i'm so glad i i failed and what happened was now i know like it triggered me needing to and this happens with every film. Yeah, I learn things yeah. in every film, but right. that film especially, I was like, I don't want to feel that ever again, mm-hmm. especially on a feature film because that'll kill me. Right. I mean, I got this one patch of white hair from a short <laughs> from film. A short film. Imagine a feature, feature film is gonna murder me. I'm gonna look like Gandalf. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, Gandalf the gray or Gandalf the white. <laughs> well, <laughs> with the white hair, the, the, yeah, white, yeah, no. the, the, the gray is, has a gray hair, and but, uh, by Ian McKellen's yeah, words, man. he's much more funnier. So. Ah, yeah. No, I think, uh, but. But I just, sir, Ian McKellen, <laughs> put the sir. Gotta get the sir in there. Um, yeah, I, I just, but, uh, but it's like that's a favorite failure of mine mm-hmm. because I I learned so much on it. Um, yeah. And yeah, real quick, let's uh let's hit record just to stop it, and then we'll start again. Thanks for listening or watching. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. For notes and links to things mentioned on the show, my films, the video version of the podcast, or select the clips from each episode, go to ProfitableProductions.com backslash podcast. Profitable is spelled like my name with two Fs, two Ts. Also, for updates on future episodes, follow me on Instagram at TomProfitTake and at Profitable Productions. Thanks again. Catch you on the next take.